Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of View Our Pod. Busey Drake, I'm Husey, coach of the Cashews. And I'm Baz, coach of the Clint Stein Daddies. And no dairy, coach of the Zinger Boxers tonight. He, uh, so I was going to say he had a big weekend celebrating the Hottest 100, but I think the Hottest 100 had a big weekend celebrating him. And yeah, he's... I saw, um, saw, his, saw his Instagram photos, uh, did have a bit of a laugh at it. Uh, it did look like he tied one on. Yeah, he had uh, yeah, a relatively large weekend. But he uh, he wasn't quite the largest of super coach of us for the weekend. Scored 383, uh, dropped 50 spots down to 271, which is not bad by any stretch. No, not too bad. Um, my wet sale kept going. Um, scored 407 this week, but uh, surprisingly, the coaches around me uh, must have improved a bit because I dropped down three places to 763 for my season rank. So I'll drop again this week and then hopefully finish the last two rounds uh, strongly is the plan. Yeah, that'd be very nice. We'll, uh, we'll get to trade talks a little bit later on. Just having a little bit of microphone trouble here. It's not sitting quite right. There we go. I might have him now. Um, and I had an absolute mare, but as I said last week, I was setting up for uh, this week coming. I knocked out a 153 this week. Pretty <laughs> handy. Dropped me 703 spots, and I'm now not in the top 2,000. Um, but I had Hogue sitting there as my double game player. Uh, and my caption, captain option, he didn't play. So he really fucked me over, unfortunately. He has, um, he's definitely been one of the big disappointments for me this year. Um, obviously not getting on the park, but also not really. Um, yeah, we haven't seen him in a while, and his last few games weren't that great. So he's a big, big disappointment for me. He's been shit ass, to be quite frank. Yeah, well, you were a lot better than what I did. I'm not beating around the bush with him anymore. I've had enough of him <laughs> and I've had enough of Sydney. I can go and get fat. Anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, wait for the bake. <laughs> I am going to step in and I wouldn't, probably wouldn't call it a bake because I'm not quite as aggressive or to the point as dairy <laughs> typically, but well, uh, I'm yeah, I'm a little bit unhappy. Um, Hero for the week, Baz? Hero. um. Probably a bit tough to pick this week. Um, my team, probably everyone just, just kind of had their games that, that we kind of expected. Um, we didn't really have an outstanding score from anyone, but it would mm. probably be Gary Clark, probably my hero, um, only because there were some rumours that he wasn't going to play. Um, and for the the price that he was to give me a 64, he did drop in cash, but really? uh, to give me a 64 for a yeah, um, so for a bloke that wasn't meant to play, um, he dropped 8,000 um, this week. But, yeah, for a bloke that wasn't meant to play to pump out 64, pretty happy with that. Yeah. And his cash gen's not really going to bother you. You're going to keep him for the rest of the year, you would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I will be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, there was some hot talk of him not playing, wasn't there? But... I'm glad he pulled through for you. He was really good in one of the games and okay in the other, I guess. Um, I had Trey Kell. Um, he was 
he was really solid and it's made me really crunch some numbers around my team for this week. So um, he was my top scorer for the week. I did have the captain on Humphreys, um, but didn't really care. I was going to be crap anyway without Hogue playing as a captain on the two, but without, without him playing and it's actually allowed me to get the guys that I wanted because he hasn't dropped in any cash. But Kel was my best player, so he's my hero for the week. And Derry had um, yeah. both Kel and Vasiljevic. He couldn't split them this week. Um, he struggled, unlike the top 100 voters. Um, he had them both on the bench, which he was he was glad that they both played well because he really does like uh, guys on his bench performing. He does. And I think that's a big reason why he's had a fair bit of success this year. Mm. Um, has been been his bench output. Yeah, spot on. And he nailed his Harrison trade, brought him in, dominated, trade him out, stunk. They, uh, they're good friends, those two. Yeah, they do get along very well, don't they? Um, they do. Bricky. Baz is Bricky. Bricky. Um, well, I can't have Jonah Bolden because he's finally left my team, um, <laughs> even though he was actually okay in the second game. But obviously, I changed it up. Um, Going to go with my, my lowest scorer um, and dropped, dropped some cash for me, um, which was Bull Quilt. Um, mm. So he, he scored he scored nine for me, dropped 9K. Um, he'll be getting traded this week. So it's not um, the be on end, although they didn't have a favourable schedule. So he was going. He did serve me well for when I had him. Um, I gained 40K on him. So his time's up mm. in the in the team. But, yeah, he's my lowest scorer and to score single digits was a bit disappointing. Yeah, fair. He, um, I know with my missus team, she had him for two or three weeks and he absolutely stunk it up and then she traded him out and he was awesome, which must have been when you had him. So I'll kind of say yeah. both sides of him, I guess. But Well, there's there's always – it's really interesting like when you, you go through and you do your research for Baz's buys and you look down and the guy's like <laughs> um, 160, 170 or like that 180 price like, there's a reason they are that price. There's a reason they've got down there. And I guess his reason when he got down to that 180 was that he had two or three stinkers in a row and mm. um, just happened to get him on the, the time when the table turned and you end up making a bit of cash on those guys. So, yeah, there is a reason he was that, that cheap beforehand. Yeah, I guess that's where you look at the um, their history. Yeah, okay, well, are, they, are they that 180 guy or are they the guy that's 250 and they've just had a couple of stinkers? which was the case with him, I guess. Yeah, Because um, they'll always get back up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With a guy like him. Uh, and there's been a couple others that you've nailed as well. Uh, Derry had Jalen Galloway. He's he is still holding on to him. He's going to drop quite a bit of cash, I would imagine. Um, only played the one game as well. Derry did just have him on his bench, which was handy. But, oh yeah, I wouldn't have been real happy if I still had him in my team. I traded him out last week. To get uh, to get Jordan Crawford, who was really good, <laughs> he's got seven, but he's not my <laughs> Bricky. Well, Bricky was DJ Hogue. He, he cost me getting two hundred for the week. <laughs> How bad well, um, that does. I I do think we he obviously he left Cairns right to mm. to go and chase. Chase the chip, and I know you can look at the ladder and say that uh, sitting here above Cairns. But if you were um, Hogue, 
at the start of the season and you you knew that this is where Sydney and Cairns would be, which team would you rather be playing for? 100% Cairns. Yeah. Cairns, Cairns have just been absolutely royally fucked by injuries, in my opinion. Mm. Um, whereas Sydney have just been shit for the most part. <laughs> they were good on the weekend in one game and shit in the other, which we'll get on to yeah. in a second. But, yeah, definitely Cairns. Yeah, 100% agree. Just find it interesting. That... That, they don't really have any forwards there. Like, not any power forwards. Nah, the burger. Yeah, say no more. Um, we'll go on to the round review in a sec, but before we do, uh, just go over the captain choices for last week. So, number three, we had uh, Lamb. I didn't know last week if you were deliberately calling him Jeremy Lamb or you actually thought his name was Jeremy Lamb. Um, did you do this no, often? I definitely didn't think. I do know it is Anthony, and uh, it would be nice if Jeremy Lamb. I don't think he's uh, don't yeah. even know where he's playing anymore. You said, it, you said it on the pod, and you also sent it, said it, uh, sent it through in the info about uh, Baz's bias. I might just call him Lamby now, then. <laughs> Jackie. I'll call him anyway. Jackie. Jackie Lamb. <laughs> Funny. Uh, so had him as an expected 59. He scored 57. That's pretty good by me. Uh, but he was ranked yeah, 11. Right. He was the 11th highest scoring player. Uh, at number two, I had Creek. I had him at an expected 65. He knocked out a top ranked 89. It was very nice for the people that captained him. Uh, and number one had Cotton. Had him as an expected 70, and he scored 66 for rank five. So, overall, pretty accurate, apart from an absolute domination by Craig, who blew his projection out of the water. That to be four points and off Cotton, Cotton and two off Lamb. Pretty happy with that. Yeah, and Cotton did have a quiet game one. I was telling you now, I was being a, being a Cotton owner, I was pretty nervous. Um Thought maybe this is a week I'll become unstuck, but lucky he came through in the second game. Thought you were only going to beat me by 150. <laughs> oh, mate. Nervous. Funny. Uh, let's have a look at the games for the week, shall we? Let's review the round. So it started off with one of the biggest upsets you will ever want to see, my friend. Southeast got over the top of Sydney. How good was it? It was bloody was it? awesome. It made me oh, that man. happy. Creek was, really was wicked. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Um, and I was uh, cheering hard for, for Southeast. Um, Creek gave a good interview at halftime. Um, mentioned how it's real rewarding for these blokes, but job's not done. And it was yeah great to see him get the job done in the end. Mm. Um, the whole stat man, he's not a doesn't put up a lot of stats, but he was he was phenomenal. Bitty, 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 I'm the stat oh. man. What a guy! Mackinson threes. Yeah, he looked confident yeah, out there. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who who does look confident, and the blokes in my NBA yeah. fantasy chat they joke about this all the time. They're like, "Is there the most confident player of the year award?" Um, and if if so, it should go to Benny Air. They yeah, reckon 100%. he's the most confident bloke out there. He could miss six shots in a row from three and he'll pull up from the car park in the next one. Yep. Spot on. Uh, Reese Vague still shit. 
Oh, and Foxwell, your yep. pre-season pick was pretty good, Barry. Yeah, it's good to see that he's uh, he's come through at the end. He's got a break even of minus 19. <laughs> I don't know if anyone will be bringing him in. Um, I don't. It's really hard because they've obviously got the single games now um, for the next three rounds and cash shouldn't be high on people's radar. But no. I guess if, if you brought him in and he scored 20 next week, you make 40K, that might help you um, in the last two rounds to, I don't know, it's been a lot of trades though. So interesting, yeah. but I would I bring think... him in, but he's got a break, low break even. Yeah, that's insane. I hadn't even looked at that. Um, I think you, you're definitely right that we're at the stage of the season now where you're not looking to make cash on anything, especially guys that are on single weeks. Um, yes, his role's yeah. good at the moment, but you're not looking to bring him in. Um, you want to maximise your games played for sure. Um, and and league finals are underway as of last week as well. So if you're, you're either chasing the title in your league or you're looking to climb the ranks a little bit you're not looking to make cash at this point of the year yeah if you're relying on Owen Foxville to win your final um, your league probably sucks he might be a good luck champ he might be how much is he um, not much um, he is priced at a nice low 129 so he's not so I'm just thinking... a total no, I'm just thinking if you can, if you've got someone sitting at a, like a bull quoll, for example, if you've got him sitting in a backup guard spot, it wouldn't be the most ridiculous strategy to drop him down to someone like a Foxwell, given that it's only Adelaide and Tassie on the double this week and Illawarra and New Zealand on the double next week. You can have a yeah, couple I've of single game a... players on your bench. You can. I've got a better trade option for, for quoll. Um if Is that in Baz's boss? It's in Baz's boss. Oh, we'll, we'll hold um, off for now then. Yeah, I've got a bit of trade for that. Yeah, perfect. I, don't, I like the thinking though. I do like the thinking. Yeah, wicked. Uh, Jalen Adams was really good. Only one assist away from a double-double and still knocked out 42. Cotton Hoy, yeah, we, we mentioned him score. about six weeks ago when Sydney went into that nice run that he'd he's probably the most consistent sort of guy and he's been consistently knocking out 15, 20s. Every week. Not that yeah. you want to have Sydney guys in your squad now, but he's been really good. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see um, what happens with their squad next year um, mm. to where he fits because he could be a, a nice uh, nice purchase. Yeah, definitely. I think a couple of those guys will probably look for... I reckon there'll be some mutual discussions between a couple of guys around one, their opportunity, and two, team chemistry. Like they, Sydney just got – I think one of their biggest problems is they've just got too many guys. Um, So not that I think old mate can coach that well anyway, but I think sometimes he's just looking for lineups, whereas like there's, there's so many times where guys score a couple of times and then he benches them. It's like the old footy sub. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait for your bake, but um, yeah, I certainly agree that they. It's a bit like Tassie as well, in some degree, for they're mm. they're so deep that they don't know who who's going to score their twenty this game, and everyone th- tries to get their their ten fifteen early on, and 
taking bad shots and that sort of thing. Like you look at Perth, they know they're getting their points from Cotton and yep. everyone else. You just pick up the scraps. So yeah, it is interesting that Perth had a lot of success with that. Maybe um, Sydney might go to more. Let's just play through Jalen Adams and mm. everyone else get what you want, get what you yeah. get. Yeah, spot on. I think sometimes it can it can go one of two ways. One of which you mentioned that you get guys that are taking the bad shots, trying to get to that 15, 20 to be the scorer. Or sometimes, which I think has been Sydney's issue when they've been really bad, is that no one has wanted to step up and be the guy. So they're, they're too passive. And that's why you yeah. see them end up taking so many threes because they're just taking bailout shots late in the clock. Yeah, personally, I hope they don't work it out and they end up out of the eight, out of the six. I hope they end up out of the ten. Fuck them. Um, Perth and Illawarra. Derry gave Derry's had a couple of bakes answered in the last couple of weeks. I think he's two in a row. Well, um, I, I did hear that um, Tayton's been listening to the pod, so um, he might have uh, played Derry's. Yeah, he, he might have played Derry's bake to the boys and um they've gone look this is what dairy thinks we need to respond and obviously he got it so yeah that's the only reason i can think yes um, I know he, he listens yeah i agree um now i told you the hawks don't let the best player from the other team beat them. yep and exactly what happened in this game wasn't it yep um yeah how about how about benchall knocking out a minus one though He's just working on his price for next year. I like it. Yeah, same. He's looking after us up, Benji. Um, they really didn't have any standouts in that game. Uh, Illawarra, they were pretty even across the board. Again? Yeah, they were. How'd your Blanchfield be um, good, Baz? I was about to say, your uh, your Blanchfield comment um, really paid dividends. He, he was good. The, the guy that I found the most interesting for the Hawks is um, Lockie Aubrey. I've He's had some good games this year. Um, yeah, he has. And, like, he's had games. And he's still, like, an awkwardly low price. Um, he's never really, like, made the step to string through, like, a few good games together to actually really increase his price. Mm. Like, he's priced at 117 at the moment. Um, and he's, the highest he's got to is 156. And he started at 69. So he's never really a cash cow. He never really put the games together to... Yeah, really. Um, but he, he he's can yeah, I don't know, it's just an interesting one. He's never really put a heap of games together to really increase in price or he's just hovering around, he'll have a good game and next week he'll pump out a one really inconsistent. So yeah. He's an he interesting does look one. Like one of those guys that in three or four years' time could really take off. Like be a really yeah. good NBL player. He's, I don't think he's gonna be more than that, but I think he can be a really good NBL player. I don't see him as one of those guys like a most improved winner, like a like a Cottonoy who did win it back with Cairns or Bullquoil, uh, another another Taipan from my pre Jack Jumper days. Um, I don't think he's going to be like one of those guys that kind of gets stunted. Like he's actually got a lot of talent. He just needs opportunity and experience. I think him him and yeah, Bannon I think... are going to be really solid NBL players for a long time. Yeah, well, he was the guy that was popping into my head. For he's the one that has come in and looks a lot more um, looks a lot more polished in his game. Um, there's a, like those two obviously probably hover around the same age, and there's a big gap in the 
the skill level between the two, but Bannon just has a bit more of a polished post game. Yeah, 100%. Uh, H.J. Lee was pretty good in that one by the looks of it. Three steals. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, yeah, that does I think I fell asleep at three-quarter time. Of that one? No, I didn't miss a lot yeah. in the last quarter. It's late over here for that game. It is. It's tough. Um, Friday night I was out. Buddy mum's birthday. Selfish. Jackie's in New Zealand. No, happy birthday, mum. Hope you had a nice day. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch this one. All right, give us a rundown um, of what you could see on that camera angle. Uh, yeah, not much. Um, it's like on 2K where you fiddle with the, <laughs> the settings and you end up like getting stitched up with like the dodgy one. That was like what it was watching. Um, but few few key takeaways here. I really liked um, how Zion Chetham played. Um, he was high minutes, 35 minutes in this game when at times it was trending towards a blowout. Um, and he put up a 20 and five with a handful of steals for a score of 34. Thought he was really good. PJC, um, He's just good. He always looks dangerous. Yeah, he always looks dangerous. He's fast. He's crafty. Um, And the other one that really impressed me was um, McDowell White. Um, He he started to look back. He started to look back, pumped down 22, 13, 4 and 4 for a score of 26. So he was a fantastic. If you got on Baz's buys last week um, and you got him, you would have been pretty happy with him um, sitting on your bench. So. That was what I took away from um, New Zealand. New Zealand have Tassie's number at the moment. And if I'm Tassie, I really do not want to play them in the finals. They match up perfectly against us. They play physical. They get us out of our sets. And, yeah, if I'm from Tassie, I, I don't want to come up against New Zealand. Um, Drimmick was back to being his little pesky best. Um, and when he's that little um, playing with that bit of dog in him, I think he um, earns a lot more minutes. Um Milton Doyle, again, real quiet first half. Jordan Crawford, I'm a little bit stumped on what's happening with him at the moment. Um, he hasn't uh, been playing as well. Um, I hope he finds his groove um, or he just starts to become a facilitator for Doyle. But um, Jack McVay, ultra consistent. We talk about the reason why Jack McVay always seems to have a decent score. He's not going to blow you away with a monster score, but he's not going to get you a super low one. He doesn't turn the ball over a great deal. So... That's his strength. And Will Magnet was huge. If there's a stat for hitting the floor on a rebound, <laughs> um, Will Magnet would have a monster score. If he could shoot foul shots, this game would have been over. Um, there wasn't a hack at Magnet, but um, he'd just go up for a board, defensive end, get fouled. Jackson walk up the other end, um, and then he'd be shooting foul shots. But he obviously did, if you're going to miss the first one, Miss the second one, get your own rebound. Everyone forgets you miss those two foul shots. So you did that <laughs> once. Uh, like it's it. a great strategy. Um, I do want to. I do think that the signing of um, Vodonovic. I don't think he's any what anywhere near fantasy relevant. But I think <laughs> if the Jackies come against a good power forward, I think that he should get a few more minutes to to really guard and lock down that player because, um, yeah, the power forward. Um, spot, I think that um, that's lacking a bit in the Jackies. Yeah, they struggle against it, don't they? Uh, the next game, Melbourne beat Brisbane 93-77. You watched this one as well? Yeah. Um, it says here that it was a game between Brisbane and Melbourne, but it was also the JLA show. <laughs> um, Welcome it back. It was massive. 
Yeah, he was massive. I just think it's nuts what he can do in like not big minutes. Um, talk about like a player getting 23 minutes and pumping out 33 and 13 handful of steals for a score of 60. Just berserk. If um, he doesn't play big minutes, which is why um, I'm intrigued to see what happens next year. Um, if they lose hook 40 and they don't sign necessarily a, a big player to that centre spot and they keep JLA, will he go up to the 30-minute mark? And what sort of stats will we see from him there? Because Mel- Brisbane do have some good um, centres. Um, they've got Harrison, they've got Bainsy, who can obviously lock, um, obviously play pretty good defence. And for him just to make them look second rate was was unbelievable. Um, well, they are, Bainsy, they are one of the more challenging teams for centres to score against, Brisbane. Yeah, he just took it to another level. He was crossing, um, crossing up Bainsy from halfway. Um Clark, he's still seeing stars from running into a Bainsy screen. Um, he did play. say that. It was so silly. Though. The commentator's like, oh, he just stood his ground. I was like, watch his arm. He actually smacks his elbow. Gave into, it a bit extra. Into Clark. Um, yeah, he definitely did. Um, Travis, he was good as well. I actually really liked Travis, but he was better in the second game. Um and then Brisbane, probably the first time they actually played Prather for a little bit longer. They got 23 mm. minutes. He's not on any radar for Supercoach this year, but um, you saw a bit of potential um, there as a candidate for next year. Yes, yeah, so um, just keep his minutes all... low for the remainder. would be great. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do, though, because they obviously are fighting for that playoff spot. So yes. um, do, they, um, do they think that they obviously signed in this year? And next year, if they sign him, will they yeah, kind of maximise him and see what they can get out of him this year or just go, okay, we know he's still come back from injury. Um, they haven't played in a fair few years. We'll keep easing through it or do you reckon they'll unleash him? Um, I reckon they'll unleash him. Well, not fully unleash him. He still only played the 23 minutes. Um, but it looked like his minutes were earlier in the game. Is that right? Yeah, but also look at the score. Um, was a bit of a Melbourne blowout. Yeah, yeah, true. But um, it was I like I like the fact that they just didn't like giving two minutes here and two minutes there. Um, so I think that's good. Good yeah, for Yeah, I think watching him though, I think watching him, um, and knowing that he was unbelievable when he was in the league a few years back, I think he. Looks when he plays that he thinks it's going to be a lot easier than what it is. Um, sometimes it looks a bit casual when he goes to like, I don't know if that's just how he plays, but sometimes it looks a little bit too casual and then surprised when like the defenders are right up on him or something like mm. that. So it doesn't look like he's really, um, I think the league stepped up since he was here last. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts to um, the league now. Yeah, I think he'll be okay if he can stay healthy. Yeah, um, I think so too. So he's. Been really good lately, but Brisbane are irrelevant. So let's move on from them. Uh, Adelaide and Cairns. Adelaide are not irrelevant. They are very much so relevant for this week. Um, More so than the Jackies, given that they've had a relatively good run. People probably have a couple of those guys. Did you watch this one? Um, No, I didn't. I was trying to think what I was doing when this was on. It was on on Saturday, Arvo. Yeah, I can't think what I was doing. I watched both these games. Tune in. Yeah, Kel just kept ticking along. Um, didn't take a lot of shots. Vasilovic took a lot of shots. 
Uh, I just looked at the stat sheet and he, he took 25 shots, which I didn't realise it was that many for his 28 points. Uh, but Kel kind of just chipped in, did a bit of everything. Um, the event, they, they dominated this game. Their bench had a really good run and scored quite a few points. Uh, Mitch McCarron, um, Wiley came off the bench and was good and Starling was good there as well. Humphreys was pretty quiet in this one, um, which I just... I thought it was really strange because Cairns are a pretty easy matchup for centers, and he had zero fouls. He didn't foul in the game, yeah, yeah. so I'm uh, not really sure what was going on there because um, he wasn't really that great last week either. He knocked out two thirties, but wasn't really the guy that he had been for the few weeks before that since Ninnis came in, so... He's on a little bit of a down run the last couple of weeks. Cairns were just really bad, um, to put it frankly. Yeah, there's no point talking about them. Um, yep. Perth did what they should have done against Southeast and got that job done. Creek and Air, Air, as you said, is just ultra confident. Um, Foxwell was good again. Craig just did all he could. Um, did you watch this one? No, I didn't. I didn't watch any games on Saturday. Hmm. Um, this one was yeah, Saturday. There you go. That's no, right. The, no, the Perth games on Saturday. Perth oh, South yeah? East was on Saturday. Oh, my bad. Um, I didn't watch this one because I knew that South East wouldn't win because they'd used all their juice for the Sydney win. And Perth weren't going to let it happen. Um, yeah. But Cotton exploded. He wasn't dominating, really. And I looked at the stats with about four minutes to go, and I think he was on 35, which I was like, okay, that's, that's solid enough. I'm pretty happy with that as a non-Cotton owner. And then he just scored 10 points in the last four minutes, approximately. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, Pinder really um, good. I think that's this Pinder is what I sort of thought Pinder was going to be. Yeah, well, that's what I think a lot of people did. And if Pinder can string a couple of these games together late, um, they've got the double in the last round. He could uh, be a nice little, he's pretty cheap at the moment. Um, for mm. If he can put together these big games, um, like the 47, he could be a great um, option for the last round. Hmm. And Saar was really good as well. Yeah, yeah five man. blocks is huge. Oh, yeah. He's such a good timer with his blocks, isn't he? He's so good to watch. Yeah, very impressive. Um, Sunday games, Illawarra and New Zealand. This was an absolute ripper. It looked like a couple of times that um, New Zealand were getting away and then Illawarra would reel it back in and then they'd get up a little bit and New Zealand would rein it in. It just kept going ebbing and flowing all game. It was really, really good to watch. Um, yeah. Looking at the super coach points, you would have thought that New Zealand would have dominated. You would have. Um, I'll tell you who, who I thought um, played pretty confidently and uh, had a bit of a chip on his shoulder and I'll rub your tummy. Um, he's good. He's Yeah, I think he's... Um, it's really interesting. He's a great three-point shooter. He struggles at the foul line. Um, yeah, it's weird. No, in, in this game, um, he went two or three, which isn't horrible. But yeah, it's interesting that he's not a great foul shooter, but I thought he he um, certainly could be that spark. Um and, yeah, plays that chip on his shoulder. Chiefsman was really, really good. Um, 
Yeah, this around. time he only played 20, 23 minutes, but he did get fouled off. Um, PJC was his consistent. His four steals was huge. It's just a shame he had five turnovers. And um, Lammy did what Lambs do. Just <laughs> pumped down his 28. Yep. He's just consistent around that mark at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, McDowell White, obviously not as good as last game, but the my takeaway from the McDowell White is that he played 27 minutes. Um, yes. And when he was out there, he looked a lot better. So, yeah, yeah, he scored 11. He still did his job for what owners wanted this week. Yeah, what did you make of the J-Rob move to the bench over the two games? Um, I actually don't mind it because I think that they've got enough um, scoring, enough firepower in that starting unit. Um with Harvey, Clark and Froling, that he's probably not his game probably doesn't need to be in that starting lineup. But when he come when he came on in that game, I thought he was really good. Yeah. Um got a few N ones, a few tough layers. Um and yeah, probably looks a bit more comfortable. He can come on and have the ball in his hands and and create rather than pass it to Gary Clark and let him go to work on the block, which is a bit of a bailout for him and working. Yeah, Gary Clark's just good. Really good. Yeah. Um and then the last game, Sydney and Melbourne, just absolutely pissed me off. Uh, just the way that Sydney carry on. Um, so I thought it was in, interesting that Glover moved into the starting lineup. Um, I actually, I'm not a big Super Coach fan, but I think him to the Sydney Kings, I think, is massive. Um, I who? think when it's a Glover, and it surprised no, me, yeah. he's like he's no guy that. Um, He's going to score 20, 20 points, but they just look so much better when he's out there. Yeah, he just does all surprising. the he just does all the right things, except be a good yeah. human. Sit fits the mo. How about uh, old Mallow Watch? Yeah, he was huge career high. Uh, yeah. Tied his career high actually. They were massive uh, on him so. in the commentary in the first game. He had three super coach points. So yeah, we'll watch him ride the hot hand. As um, as I, I said in the group chat, I would love to see because um, I don't really like the commentary in the NBA. I think it's pretty biased. They ride the hot hand, and um, they seem to if one team's winning and um, they think the other team should be, they'll only talk about the team that's losing. They won't talk about the good things that the team that's winning is mm-hmm. doing. I think it's pretty biased, but I'd love to see it where it's just that. Yeah, you play Sydney, you get the Sydney commentators. I probably wouldn't listen to them, but. Um, it'd be like nice. the New Zealand yeah. ones. Yeah, like they weren't actually probably pretty even when they do do New Zealand games, but yeah, let I it don't be think biased. Like, yeah, making it more of an like no, no other sport does it in Australia. They're all oh, this is our commentary team. Yeah, but yeah, let teams do it independently. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think it'd be great as well. Uh, Luke Travers was extraordinary. I didn't realise yeah, he... I knew he was good, but I didn't realise he'd been that good. The five blocks is really what got his score across the line and the double-double. Yes. Um, and no turnovers. So, he, no. I really like watching Luke Travers play. Um, yeah, same. Slows the game down, makes it look easy, doesn't force anything. Um, but, yeah, really compliments what that Melbourne team's got going for him. I do wish he'd be a bit more aggressive on the break sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Definitely agree. Anyway, that's the round review. I'm going to give a mini bake, not a big bake. I don't have the energy for it. I don't want to give him my energy, really. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait.
Wait, 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 wait! What the fuck is wrong with you? The Sydney. Fucking pitch in if you want. Bloody Kings. They've had a shit year. But if they lost, they would have gone to what, seventh? Eighth? Yep. Yep. They won, held on to their spot in the fall. Good on you. The last couple of weeks when they've lost games, they've sooked it up that much. Bruce and Noy. Both just carrying on, like just not being like good blokes, really, at the end of the day. And then this week, yeah, cool. You you beat Melbourne, who are top of the table, big city rivalry. And you can't even you don't win humble either. Bruce lined up JLA on that box out from 10 meters away. Like box out, all well and good. Don't need to kick the ass out. Then then Valentine comes storming in. It's just every game I watch them, I know that someone's just going to carry on and just be a pill. And it's just, they're my most hated sports team in the world. Just their attitudes. It just grinds my gears. And like, respect to them that they've won two titles in a row. I think that's great. They obviously played some really good basketball over those couple of years and deserve the accolades and everything that come with that. But these last three weeks in particular has put a, has put a really bad taste in my mouth. Didn't didn't see didn't see any of that carry on against Southeast Melbourne when you should have won by thirty. Like just shit ass, I reckon. I agree. I agree. Uh, no, I don't think I. Lo- There's one team I love seeing lose, and that's Sydney Kings. I know that people say, "Oh, they they can play the villain and all that," and every every. Mm sport has to have one but there's no team that I dislike more in sport than the Kings and you nailed it but a few weeks ago when um, so Sydney played South East Melbourne on the Friday night and what happens two three minutes you go um, Sean Bruce clops um, Foxwell in the face um, yep. in comes Noy has a bit of chat with um, with Creaky it's like mate do that when the game's on the line don't do it now but you don't need to carry on. You're, you're losing and you're carrying on. Exact same thing happened in Perth, like the weekend yeah. before when they played on the Sunday afternoon. I think there was a play with, um, it was Noy again, um, pushed some bloke out of bounds, got in his face, got in his grill. Again, it was like two, three minutes to go. And then to top it off, they did it in the game again against the New Zealand Breakers. Um, mm. There was carry on from Noy again. Um, Every game. And like, Every game, you look at like the Adelaide game when they played them and Noy threw down the dunk on Humphreys. And then there was a play after that that happened on the sideline when they carried on and pushed and shoved when the game yep. was over. So like, that's probably what annoys me the most is that you see the sookiness. There, I love on the Melbourne United page, they referred to Sean Bruce as the kit manager. Very yeah, hilarious. But the stuff he does, like just so sneaky on the court. They, yeah. they say he's a trash talker and all that. I've heard the silly bitch say that. But yeah. just the way he carries on and conducts himself um, mm. and like the flopping and the stuff like that, it's just just ridiculous. And um, like I like tuning into their games when they – I like watching them lose, but it shouldn't be like that. I should want to kind of watch 
like yeah. most of the game, like every other team. Watch them when they're up and down and looking really good and fun to watch. Yeah. But, but I just know that if I watch Kings game, I'm going to get annoyed. They're going to carry on. They're going to yeah. just do stuff that's just going to annoy you. They're going to complain on screens. One bloke's going to run through a screen and get an, draw an offensive foul when it's just not there. Just yeah. stuff like that, or they're going to carry on. But I agree. I can't stand them. Um, really can't stand them. It and all started really for me. It all started for me the year that they beat Tassie in the grand final series. And Clint Steindl gave that awesome speech post-game. <laughs> and then Xavier Cooks got up there to do the Sydney one and didn't even acknowledge the Jackies. Well, I didn't yeah, even well, say, like, Clint... thanks for the series or like, just that arrogant. And then well, Clint Steindl's speech was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, obviously making reference to New Zealand and congratulating them. And yeah, yeah. the Sydney Kings was like New Zealand went in the league. Yep. And then um like I used like that year I really enjoyed watching Jalen Adams. I had, like thought he was just awesome and really enjoyed him watching him. And then like he's been sulking it up like when they've been no good. His body language has been shit ass. And then on the weekend when the um JLA Bruce stuff was going on. He was standing near halfway dancing to the music. Oh, just it just rubbed me the wrong way. But anyway. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I hope they get rolled by the Jackies in that three V four playoff. So but I also hope they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> and then whoever is Love. in and then and then you know what it absolutely top it. Illawarra get Losing through in that sense. game and then knock him out. Oh, that would just be oh. perfect. Yeah, that'd make my that'd make my year. Yeah, love. I enjoy watching them lose more than I enjoy seeing the Jackies win. I actually wonder what other people's thoughts are on the Sydney Kings. Oh, they should be intrigued. Like Mm. outside of like a, um, like I know bias couldn't care couldn't care less about like really passionate about the Jackies, but obviously still like like can support the other teams. Um, But they're just one team. I just cannot support. I don't know what other people think of them. Um, I've definitely been intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, I can't stand him. All right. Well, we'll leave our round review there. It's been a pretty long one, actually. And, uh, <laughs> That's fine. Be down. Yeah, we'll be back soon for the preview.